taught me a lot about myself. Like I have, I had a very limited mindset about what's what's possible um, because I've never seen it. I mean, none of us had ever seen it. And so here I'm just trying to figure out, is this what I'm supposed to continue doing? Are you looking for a way to drive growth, sales, communication, and retention in your academy? Kovar Systems six-month program director course is designed to help members of your team thrive in the important role of program director. With step-by-step -step training, we will cover a wide range of topics, including prospect follow-up, overcoming objection, and securing enrollments. Our program will teach your team members to effectively communicate the values and benefits of martial arts, which can be a game changer in securing more enrollments at your academy. Our next six-month course starts on this date, so don't wait and visit our site, www.covarsystems.com, to get your team enrolled in the upcoming course. Again, that's www.covarsystems.com. Enroll now and get ready to see some real results in your business. Welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Satori Masters Podcast, the ultimate resource for ambitious, hardworking school owners that want to get their business and their life to the next level. My name is Dave Kovar. I'm a lifetime martial artist, business owner, speaker, and author. My goal is to empower listeners with the knowledge and the tools they need to break through barriers and really get their business and their life to the next level. Thanks for watching and enjoy. Welcome to the Satori Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kovar, and I'm really excited to have my good friend, Matt Rosales. How are you, sir? Doing great, sir. Thanks for having Thank me on. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, man. Excited to have you on the on the phone. So, uh, so first off, we're on the phone, on the line here. First off, tell me a little bit, where's your school? So we are in Brentwood, California, which is in the northern part of California. We're not... Uh, the southern uh, really rich part where the uh, outside of the Bay Area place. So this is the Max Academy. Yeah. So the Brentwood has a ring to it, a very elegant ring to it. It sounds like all the kids would be named, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think anyway, you know, very, <laughs> uh, very high class, but it's, it's just, it's a working class community, correct? Yes, uh, I would say it's a it's a good mixture of people who work in like the Silicon Valley and all the way out in San Francisco. There's a lot of people come to Sacramento, but I'll tell you one thing is consistent: none of them live, none of them work here. They all really? work elsewhere. Okay, okay, it's a, definitely a bedroom community. Yeah, well, cool. Well, we've known each other for probably a better part of ten years. Does that sound about yes, right? Yes, wow, sir. man, time goes by. Back when you were ten and I was twenty. Wow. Yeah, or something. <laughs> You're aging really well, sir. <laughs> Thank you too, man. Thanks. So uh, I, I wanted to basically uh, uh, ask you some questions. So first off, uh, your origin story. So tell when did you get started? What got you involved in martial arts? And, and can you take us through your the first part of your journey? I absolutely love telling my origin story because it's ridiculous. I, I love it so much. I was in the third grade and I got a flyer at school for uh, something called Young Olympians, which was like a once a week martial arts program. Of course, program. I remember Young Olympians. And I would have had no interest in that whatsoever, except that I had really gotten into the Ninja Turtles, which in the 1980s was a big thing. So yeah. Ninja Turtles got me into uh, martial arts and I, I've been training ever since. Yeah, absolutely. So it, for those of you on the line listening, Young Olympians was, I don't know if they're still around or not, but it was like a, a program that, that that was all over the country at one point where they would you would teach uh, someone you'd rent out uh, the local grade school for an hour once a week. And 
and you'd actually people would show up and they'd pay their four or six bucks per class that day. And, yes, and sir. Uh, yeah, so interesting. And that's model. the only business model of martial arts I ever saw, sir. I never knew the other model for a long time. So when I started, I, I, I emulated that model and I, it, it obviously didn't work because it was a new era. It didn't, you know, you can't, and we, we spent 20 minutes collecting class fees at the beginning of every 45 minute class. And, you know, it was, it was impossible. So uh, I was really glad when I met a more professional organization like yours to teach me what I didn't know. Yeah. So w w uh, when we first met you, when you first came on board as a client, you were still, you were teaching, you didn't have a full-time school yet. Is no, that correct? So we were renting out the public school. Talk yeah. me, talk me through your transition. So you, you, you had been teaching kind of a part-time thing. This is what your passion was. Do you have a degree? Yeah. Uh, so I got a business degree <laughs> and I was in the middle of completing that when, um, I was pushed out of my old organization. Uh, they were going a different direction. And so I thought, well, I can easily do what they're doing. So I decided to do my own thing, which emulated exactly, you know, the young Olympians model. Um, and I went to a local school. I rented that out. Uh, we did it once a week. I had, you know, basic curriculum, just trying to figure life out. And, uh, and that worked for, you know, a period of time, but it, it wasn't enough to pay, you know, me a salary. I had a, you know, a day job for many years and it wasn't until uh, you and Brian Nay were pushing me to professionalize what we were doing and turn it into a better operation that we actually grew. So um, very so great. This is really, I think it's, this is, this would be a really uh, a important kind of discussion. So I want you to kind of, let's back up a little bit and, sure. and uh, let's take through because uh, by the way, opening, starting a school, like in a community center, that's a good way to do it if you're on a limited budget. You know what I'm saying? You start small, your, your overhead is pretty low, and then building into it. As a matter of fact, I recommend if somebody, uh, uh, maybe they want to open up a second location or someone that's just getting started that doesn't really, that has a decent day job and isn't sure what to do about it, it's a great way to get going. But walk us through the transition from, uh, from the, the, you know, a few months prior to when you actually opened and then when you went full-time walk us through that whole what'd you do to get there yeah so when so the transition between uh working this part-time gig into like a more full-time gig that was really hard that was that was a uh you know what was the hardest part was limited mindset you know and, and you you've been talking to me about this for years sir and i'm very grateful about it because i'm really i think after 10 years finally starting to get it a little bit um but maybe seven years ago eight years ago um I was told, look, why, why don't you have a place? You definitely can get a place. And I had this in my head that it's too expensive. I can't get my own place. I can't, I can't. Once we, once we found a place and it was really basic, it was a warehouse. We found a warehouse in the back of somebody else's business. Um, we didn't even have our own parking. You know, people had to walk into it. So um, once we found that at a very cheap rate, it was like $1,500 a month or something like that, which for our area is very cheap. Um, so we, we grew from there and that was the confidence boost I needed to be able to take on trying to take this as a full-time career. I needed to see the success in increments, um, to believe that this was possible. Now, if I had enough belief ahead of time that I could do this, uh, and I put all that work that I was putting in the other job into just this, I probably could have been successful within a couple of years instead of over the course of like five years is what it took. You know, I wanted just to stop right there before we move on. Uh, there's a there's a program called by uh, uh, Earl Nightingale. It's an old motivational. Earl Nightingale was kind of before Zig Ziglar. He was kind of uh, he's got this great voice. And you've heard of Nightingale Conant. They put out motivational stuff. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But but uh, he had a program called the All New Lead the Field, and it's worth it's it's a timeless classic. It's worth putting on your on your uh, 
your list. Of, I know you do audio books. It's worth looking into. Okay. But in there, someone asks him, you know, when you became successful and his comment was, Hey, you're a struggling, starving artist. You're successful as long as you're striving. So it's not like you weren't successful now when you, uh, you are, you weren't successful then, but you are now it, uh, because it's kind of a never ending thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's all relative because, uh, you know, you and I might be, you know, relatively successful today as of today, but guess what? We got to get up tomorrow and do it again because it's right. fleeting. Right. So, That's right. Just, all right. So you, you had this, uh, uh, you finally get the warehouse space and school. You're starting to grow a little bit. And one thing is, is that you do well, is that you're, you're very coachable. Uh, you know, you're, you're an outstanding martial artist and you're a very charismatic teacher. So you got all the tools and, uh, but nevertheless, it's been, it's, it's a scary experience. So you went from there to your current facility. Now, how many members do you have in your current facility now? Our current facility has peaked at this point at 391. Um, we're knocking at the door 400 by probably the end of February. Um, we're definitely going to surpass that as long as, you know, my staffing stays exactly the wow. same. So you um, got to do a lot right to do that. I mean, you got yes, it. Sir. I mean, 391 is so impressive. It's uh, yeah, and we hear about schools. There's a lot of schools that are doing that now, uh, but they're the few and far between. I, I want you to be aware of just on my network and me, take you know, you, that's that's a very elite level. You know, I would say, uh, first off, there's a lot of schools that we don't even know about that that because they don't interact and that are all struggling to get by They're They're in business because maybe they got a full-time job or their, their spouse has a, you know, a, a really good job and, or their dad owns the building and they don't have any rent, you know, but people that are actually, you know, making their living, supporting their family, running martial arts. Uh, let's just start with those people, you know, not too many people get to 391. So pat yourself on the back. That's impressive. Yeah. Yes, sir. I remember Brian Nay throwing a little celebration for me, uh, telling me I'm I'm a Spartan now. Once I hit that 300 mark, I thought that was really cool. Um, and now <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to keep up with you know the rest. I, I I've been hearing how your schools are doing. I've been hearing how uh, Chip Townsend School is doing. I'm just you know that kind of competition empowers me. I love. I'm not even like directly talking with Master Chip saying I'm gonna you know beat yeah. your numbers or whatever, but I'm just pursuing that because successful people. I want to emulate you guys. Well, well, you know what's important to understand is that like uh uh. uh is it's important that you are around people that are inspiring you to get to the next level, whether they're trying to help you or you're just, uh, uh, you're looking at them going, man, I want to do more like that. It's important that we try not to be other people like, like other people, but we can certainly learn from other people. And so, that's why it like, like so many people I know that fiercely defend their mediocrity, you know, they, they, they want to hear, they want to call somebody and say, my school's doing bad. Is your school doing bad? Uh, you know, they, they almost want them to because it's going to make them feel better versus looking for people that are doing well and saying, oh, man, wow, that's impressive. What can I do? How can I get that? There's some comfort in being cynical about the the things that are going on against you. Like during COVID, it was very easy. I, I don't know if COVID is a, a faux pas like conversation. No, man. Podcast, it, it, anything's all good. It's all good. Excellent. As a matter of fact, um, it, it, we talk, it comes up every time. <laughs> I believe I believe it. Um, it taught me a lot about myself. Like I have, I had a very limited mindset about what's what's possible um, because I've never seen it. I mean, none of us had ever seen it. 
And so here I'm just trying to figure out, is this what I'm supposed to continue doing? Mm -hmm. um, I and I, I got very cynical about like how I'm supposed to, how am I supposed to do anything in this area and keep my integrity, right? I'm supposed to follow laws because I tell the kids to have integrity and, you know, uh, be good people. And the laws of my area were preventing me from being successful in business. N not that I'm judging. I understand why they put the, them in place. But all of that was... It, it it collapsed my mental health to where I was I was so stressed and I did not know how we were gonna make it through. But I think it was it was you who said to me along the lines of like you're either in or you're not. Like you you have to you have to choose. If you're gonna do this, then 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 do it. If that's you know if if you're supposed to be doing the school right now, then focus on that and grow it and make it work where you can. And that's exactly what we did. We you know we went into debt doing it, but you know now we're climbing out of that and um it's it's going really great now. I'm really glad what we put all of the right things in place for when when those restrictions lifted, we were able to be very successful very quickly. Wolf. And um, I, I don't know how we would have done that without the guidance that, you know, your group and a lot of people like you gave us. Well, I think it's, I think you did the heavy lifting, right? But, but I think that that's what's really important. And you kind of touched on it is uh, you gotta, this is not an easy profession and you gotta be willing to put in the work. And that's something that you didn't shy away from. You never have. It's like, you're willing to roll up your sleeves and do what you got to do. That's true. And I hear that a lot in, in the industry and in, in talks and stuff, you know, you have to put a lot of hours in, you know, work those very, and I did that in my twenties. Um, it was very hard, but I did it and I did it until I couldn't do it anymore. And I started hearing things from, from your group and from you about just enjoying your success where you are yeah. now and, you know, and being content with, you know, the things that the success that you've been given, of course, pursue more, but be content. That stuff changed me. That, that helped me to, to relax and to enjoy this moment right now, because this, this these, yeah. these are the good, the good days. These are the good old days. Yes. Happy, but not satisfied. Right. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, uh, otherwise, you know, what do you, there's always going to be another hill to climb, you know, so you got to kind of enjoy the ride. And it's very cliche, but it's, it's so true. And here's why this is interesting. As you know, this is that when you're not at your best and you're running, especially what we do, where so much of our business is, is based on, the energy we put into it, right? We can have systems all day, but if the instructor out there on the floor isn't really, if they're faking it, it ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? You Every now and then you got to do it for a short period of time. But if your head isn't right uh, and you're not having fun, you know, people sense it and you're not fun to be around. You, you know, it, it's like, you know, somebody like that. I know somebody like that. You know, we all know somebody that's not really, it's kind of like you avoid that person, but when you're having a good time, man, everything changes. People are are drawn to that. And so that's why, you know, one of the questions I'll always ask people is I probably asked you a dozen times, are you having fun? You know, it, because it's, it's, and it's not always fun. Don't get me wrong, but that's kind of, uh, you, you're striving to find joy in the little things along the way, because that's going to make everything that, work better. That is the theme for me lately. It's not just finding the joy, it's choosing the joy. You know, I have to Love choose it. to be happy. I yeah. have to choose to be at my best when I come into this place or when I am in the driveway and I'm exhausted right before I get home. I have to choose to put on my best self to present to those people who are waiting inside. They're waiting for me to be my best self for them. And I have to choose that. And I, I just love that because the fact that it, it's back in my, the ball's in my court, I can choose joy. Oh, I love that so much. It, it helps, it helps me every day. And, and, you know, it's, it's not easy to do, but the fact that, that we you can be consciously aware of that, uh, you know, you know, gives you power. Like, like how many times have I been irritated or upset? How many, have you ever been upset for being upset? Of course you yes. have, or bummed for being bummed and, and, but, but 
at least when you're there, what that says is that you're on purpose. You're aware of the emotion with which you experience. And a lot of people go through their whole life and they are never there. You know, they, they are there, you know, they, they, they're yeah. not even aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, let's get a little bit more like like uh, the switch gears and, and and let's talk a little bit. You've you've done a really good job with your team. So tell me some of the things that that you feel uh, have you know. Why is your team's you know so hardworking and loyal? And what are you doing to keep them on track and moving in the right direction? First of all, I love my team. I know my team, and I actually care about them, and I actually want what's best for them. I frequently am training because they're young. You know, a lot of them are really young. I I train them what an actual job is going to look like for them and how I'm going to be a lot different than that. Not trying to like, you know, toot my own horn, but if they leave me, they need to know like, Hey, you can't ask for the day off at your regular job, like the day of, that's not a normal thing. <laughs> so I just try to educate them a little bit about how to, how to be an adult. And, um, I give them a lot of power. I give them a lot of, uh, influence and I, and I definitely give them a lot of training. They don't get these things, you know, just given to them. They have to actually earn them by, by showing, showing up. They have to get their certifications through the Satori Alliance instructor group. They have to get a Krav Maga, uh, certification. So they know self-defense really well. They have to train with me for many years before I consider hire them. Um, cause I only hire from within, which, you know, is, it limits me a little bit and how much I can grow, but it's worked really well for us since. But the main thing we do is we establish a very good community among the instructors. Okay. So as an example, like they, they were given an incentive. I don't usually give a lot of external incentives other than, you know, your, your pay and your, your influence here is your internal um, incentive. But the incentive I gave them was um, if you, uh, got, if you guys can reach 350, I will do something dramatic, 350 in our numbers of clients. I will do something dramatic for you. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll do it. And once they pass that, they smash that. I had to figure out what I was going to do. Um, they, they suggested, why don't we all go to Disneyland together? And I said, that works for me. It's beyond the budget that I was going to put. So we'll put some parameters in. But yeah, if you guys really want to spend time together as your reward, let's do it. They chose team building in Disneyland as their uh, as the reward. And I, I love that so much. That's how do you how do you make something like that happen? You just have to have people that care about each other and love each other, want to be with each other. I, I don't know how to tell people to do that other than to just genuinely love mm -hmm. people around you. And that's yeah. what I do. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a great place to start. And it's a great reminder. You, you know, it's like, like a, a, above all else, relationships are super important. And what can you do to go to battle for your team? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you do that, man, great stuff will happen. All of a sudden you go to battle for them and they'll be there for their, for you when you need them. Right. They sure In have most cases. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So switching gears now, the student experience, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> 391 people come to your school every week. That's a lot of people. And, and you're not cheap. You know, you're charging, you know, good quality martial arts uh, prices, right? Yes. Sir. So what, how are you making your program worth it? Because I'm sure you have a lot of like single moms that pay full tuition, like, like, like we do. And most other people do that. They're debating what the, how they're going to spend their money and they choose you and they continue to choose you every month. So what are you doing to make that happen to be, to earn that? Well, the main feedback we get that is very positive is the instructors that the instructors actually care about the kids spend time with them are well trained are mature beyond their years the know are professional know what they're doing look professional um all of that is the main reason we can retain people for so long but also we talk about the kids all the time we talk about how to make the experience better continuous improvement 
over and over again. We don't do the same stuff every year, every cycle. Like we have advanced curriculum and the advanced curriculum has changed every single cycle that we've gone through it. So we've only gone through it, I think, because there's a lot of it. We've only gone through it, I think, three times at this point. And um, every cycle has been different. I've, I've altered it because the martial arts change and people's needs change. I mean, you know this. You, you've probably changed your curriculum a bunch of times, sir. Oh, yeah, it's it's ongoing. And and I think what's important about that is that, and by the way, who am I or you to tell anybody else what they should teach their students? That's kind of, you know, you got to figure and, that out. But and, what's important is that you're taking the pulse of what's going on. Do you like the results you get? Like after a black belt test, we have a black, we had pre-testing last Saturday. We have black belt testing this Saturday. And of course, they, as you know, they go through this extensive prep cycle for several months. And Are you looking for a way to drive growth, sales, communication, and retention in your academy? Kovar System's six-month program director course is designed to help members of your team thrive in the important role of program director. With step-by-step -step training, we will cover a wide range of topics, including prospect follow-up, overcoming objection, and securing enrollments. Our program will teach your team members to effectively communicate the values and benefits of martial arts, which can be a game changer in securing more enrollments at your academy. Our next six-month course starts on this date. So don't wait and visit our site, www.kovarsystems.com to get your team enrolled in the upcoming course. Again, that's www.kovarsystems.com. Enroll now and get ready to see some real results in your business. And this time we failed a lot of people right up until the last week. Like, oh man, you don't like to do it, but there was, and by the way, if we fail a lot of people, guess who we got to point the finger back at? Yeah us that means our methods so we had to look at what we're teaching and how we're teaching and how much we're teaching and adjust that so the first thing we'll do is in the next couple of weeks we'll have a master's council where we're going to have all the guys that are in the trenches we're going to talk about what we're teaching and how we can make our students better and then we'll modify accordingly and so when you say man you're going through this curriculum the reason why you're modifying it it's not like you're going oh this time let's do a jump spinning triple axe kick it's not what you're doing is you're taking the basics and you're trying to figure out how you can find a way to get those to the students in a more effective way to make them better. Correct. Um, and I'm throwing out stuff that I no longer feel is, I mean, and I know there's a lot of traditionalists who probably will listen to, you know, this, the, I just want to make sure everybody knows I, I respect tradition, but we're non-traditional. We don't have a lot of tradition here. So I'm okay throwing out things that I don't feel are hitting our goals. So our goal here is self-defense. Yeah, um, well, sure We're teaching self-defense things. Yeah, well, and the bottom line is is that there's nothing wrong with it. Tradition can be good, but being stuck in the past isn't. And how many times have I uh, worried about changing something in my curriculum? I'm thinking like the the old martial arts gods are going to be rolling over in their graves because I'm not teaching this form anymore. And I always look at, you know, what do I want my first off? What a, using black belt is like the end goal. And you and I know that's not the end goal, but let's just call that, you know, the kind of for the time being, what do I want my students to look like, act like, be like, and know at that time frame? is the curriculum I'm teaching getting them there. And if not, what do I have to do to adjust that? Exactly. Exactly. And so I've adjusted the curriculum a bunch of times since. And be, and to answer the question you originally asked, like that's a part of student retention. When they see that they are learning things that they actually can use or they actually like, those things are very helpful for keeping the people here for a long time. But we try to have relationships with the parents too. That's the other thing. Like I don't think a lot of um a lot of people trust teens to go talk to adults. And you know, 
funny thing, teens don't trust themselves to go talk to adults either. But I instituted a just be awkward rule um, that helped a lot with that. So our instructors who are teens didn't want to go into the crowd and go talk to the parents. I'm gesturing where the crowd is, um, but they're not there right now. So they uh, they would go into the, the crowd and they would talk to the parents, but they'd be like, uh, hi, thanks for coming. And that's all they would do. And they said, I feel so awkward. Doing it. I said, do do that. That's fine. Just start with that or go and talk it. to them about their kid or go and talk to them about a sports game or their clothes. Like, Hey, I like your shirt, anything, just go talk to, and you know what happened is they're better at talking to the adults now than I am. I'm the one that's in the office not talking to them. So I got, I got to raise I'll my, tell you what, yeah, you know, I, my, my, my comfort zone is on the mat. I still, after 45 years, still in often intimidated to go talk to mom or dad. I was teaching at Madison earlier on Monday because uh, anyway, I just was, I was spent the evening over there and there's a bunch of parents there and I'm, I find myself going, should I go talk? You know, kind of like I'm shy and nervous and, 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 uh, and I've been that way my whole career, but I can do it. I've learned how to do it. But by the way, I want to give you, I'm going to, maybe you've heard this. this is something we came up with a while back, the five steps, quick chat. Have you been through this before? I don't know. Okay. Well, so this is designed for just, just I love just be awkward. So the five steps are uh, with that, that, that person that's learning how to talk to parents. Step number one is an introduction. Hi, my name is Dave. Yeah, you must be Matt's dad, right? Uh, by the way, with Matt, that's step number one. Number two is something general that you like about Matt. Matt, I'll tell you what, I love having him come to class. He always brings such great energy. He's got this great smile. And then something specific, you know, check out his front kick. Matt, do a front kick for me. Isn't that good? He's looking so good. That's step three. Number four is something he can prove upon. Matt, I need you to work on bending your knees a little bit more. Do you think you can have, and then looking at mom and dad, do you think you can have him practice his horse stance for uh, a minute or two every day till he comes to class? And then step five is when are you coming back to class again? That accountability factor. But having kind of a syntax in an order, it, all of a sudden, someone gives someone a little bit more confidence as to what I should interact with people with. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that bringing the student to the parent and talking with the student in front of the parent, interacting with them there, it's like you put on this this little show. Um, it, it's not, it's authentic, but it, it's still a show where you're showing, hey, look, this is the relationship we have now. Look how look how good your kid is doing. I love that so much. It's, it's easy. It's a slam dunk. Yeah, and then all of a sudden now this young guy knows what to, you know has knows what to converse to talk about, and I also think it's really important that any behavioral issues or uh, or discipline issues that shouldn't really be done by that young teen. That's more done by the more master, the senior instructor, right? So they yes, should only have the fun experiences because you want to get them comfortable, like you are, you know, you're talking with 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 parents. Great, yes, so. Sir. What would you tell somebody that is struggling, their school struggling? Maybe they were successful. Maybe they've never been, but they've been doing this for a while now and they're a little disillusioned. Their, their motivation isn't there. You know, they're kind of half checked out and they, they don't want to give up, but they're not quite sure what to do. What would you tell them? You know, what, what are some yeah, advice you give that person? Well, the first thing you got to do is make sure that you are humble, because if you are not humble, uh, you, no matter what advice you're given, you, you're not going to follow it. So for me, I, I said to myself, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea how to run a school in a professional way that's going to grow it. I just need to go to other people that are doing this. And I need to follow them. And that's how I found you, sir, actually, um, was you were in MA Success magazine uh, that Century puts out. And uh, I had got one for free with my Century order. And I was reading your articles and I loved them. So when I saw you at uh, the Super Show, 
um, I connected and I said, you know, I want to get to know a little bit more about what you guys do. And that's, you know, that curiosity about how to be better. That is essential for anyone that wants to to grow and anyone wants to, to make their school better and make themselves better and keep making yourself better. That's the number one way that I have grown my schools. I kept making everybody around me better. Very cool. And then what, like, uh, you know, TB, hold on one second. We, we ran out of video. What happened? It was our time. Did we run out of time or something? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. That's weird. I'm trying to see Hall. Uh, Hollyland. Jen. Good stuff, by the way, sir. Well, thanks. You rock. You have great questions. It makes it easy. Yeah. So how's how's I know what I know the answer already, but how's fitness going? How's how's your hand doing? Uh, I'm doing so much better. Um, okay. Damaged a lot after my Krav test, but I'm I I fixed that problem. Okay. Yeah. I would remind you, and I know I've probably given this discussion fifty times, but here's fifty-one. Okay. Do it. Is that is that how old are you? I'm forty. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna guess that's where you. I couldn't remember if you just turned. So you're forty. Yes. And uh, injuries aren't not be going to come less. Right. Just so you know. Yes, sir. Uh, and, uh, but the stuff you do right now is going to affect how you feel when you're my age. Yes, sir. And, and I would, you've heard me say this before, but, and I know what a workout junkie you are, and it's a very important part of my life as well. I, I rarely miss a day, is that just keep in mind the concept of a good workout is better than a great workout. Yes, sir. If you understand what I mean. And now's the time to do it because, uh, otherwise, you know, you train hard. What's going to happen is every three months you're going to get an injury. Doesn't sound like much. Some are minor. That means four injuries a year. That means in the next decade you're going to have forty injuries. Yes, sir. And if you push harder, they're going to be more severe, and something's going to, you know, you're going to be anyway. So just uh, over respect. Don't I'm not, you know, be as consistent as I'll get out, but maybe taper down the time a little bit or the reps a little bit or the impact a little bit. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, and uh, that's going to keep you going longer. It looks like we're back. Slow on. and I don't steady know growth. Yeah. Slow and steady. Yeah. Anyway. So thank we you were, for the advice. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, we're back on. So I don't remember exactly where we were. Uh, I also am lost. Okay. Christian, any ideas? You know what? Wherever we are, we're just going to switch gears and we're going to talk about that fitness a little bit. Okay. And, yes, sir. And you'll figure out how to make it work. All right, man. Well, give me some now. So one of the things that that I've always uh, respected uh, about you is your uh, your desire to improve, not just as a business owner, as a person, but as, as a martial artist and also when it comes to your fitness. Uh, sure. And of course, those are important to me as well. And and so talk to me a little bit about first off your 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 fitness regimen. You know, what 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 is your kind of rules that you follow? Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'll tell you that what really started my re most recent fitness iteration is, is you guys with your uh, Satori Ru test. And so you had a lot of different standards I had to meet. And so I, I took my time meeting those. I wanted to make sure I actually pushed myself in every one of those. Um, running was extra hard for me because um, of the asthma, which now I'm trying to get under control. So um, my rules, I have to uh, I have to do something physical every day um, right. for at least 30 minutes. Okay. Um, it's so easy nowadays, Hanchi. It's so easy because you have 
um, Apple Watch and things like that that are tracking your movement points. So I can tell when I'm being lazy. I can tell how much I've been sitting. Um, so if I haven't got, if I've not closed those rings, I can feel tension in me. Um, so it's helpful for me. I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe some other yep. people that give them anxiety. Um, but I follow a an app on my phone so I don't have to think while I'm working out, which helps me to listen to more audiobooks. So, which is a key component of my growth as well. So I try to do a twofer, right? I'm going to listen to this audiobook for an hour while I'm working out for an hour. And I do whatever fitness routine they have me doing that day. Um, I have certain goals I'm trying to, to meet during certain parts of the year. Um, and I'm of course always doing martial arts as well. Um, I actually have chunked my martial arts journey um, throughout the year into different segments, right? So if I'm preparing for a Krav Maga test, I'm going to do a real heavy uh, Krav component for three months, six months leading up to that test. If I'm doing something for Kali, which um, it happens for me somewhere around December, uh, like right about now, I would be doing a lot of Kali training. So um, that that helps me a lot. So I'm not always just trying to, you know, bite at all the edges of all the martial arts. I want to dive deep if I can. So that's my that's my fitness regimen. I'm, I'm doing that kind of stuff. I'm always, you know, lots of protein. Um, Lots of uh, sharing what I'm doing with other people so that I'm, I'm held accountable, which is why I was sharing workouts all the yeah. time. It's massive. You know, how, how often have you had someone go up to you and say, hey, don't tell anybody, but I'm thinking about, uh, you know, quitting smoking. Well, guess what? They're really not very committed. They're not committed unless you're able to tell everybody about that. Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, I'm holding, you can keep me to this. I'm actually doing, I I used to do this all the time. It's been a decade since I've done it. I'm doing a three-day water fast, uh, January 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of next year. So if you've never done it, I'd love to have you join me. If you did a little research on it, it's a it's a good thing to recalibrate your taste buds. A water fast. Yeah. I don't think this. Just a fast, basically. Oh, you mean just get, having nothing but water? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes, yes. Uh, no, a not a three-day fast saying, from water. Don't have yeah, water. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just wine and beer for three days. No, no. <laughs> That's a diet a lot of people can get behind, sir. Yeah. Um, there are. There's one other component that helped me a lot with my fitness. Um and uh, so, so there's a picture that circulated on the internet on uh, Hanchi Dave Kovar's profile of uh, of, of like some like defined abs uh, <laughs> for a birthday photo to where I was just like, I want to be able to do exactly that, <laughs> not as a showboat thing, which is not what you were doing. You were just trying to inspire people like, look, I can do this. You can do this. I can do this is I totally believe it now because I see that you've done it and I want I want to make sure I can do it, too. So that helped me. Uh, having competition with people like mm-hmm. uh, when I see uh, Mike Guido or uh, or Chip Townsend, uh, martial artists that are in ear circles, like I see them and they're, you know, they're just huge, it's these big muscles. And I'm just like, I want to be like you. And I kind of want to beat you a little bit in that category. Too. I <laughs> love it so much. This friendly competition. of course. No, I get it. Love it it comes so. across too. You know, one of the things that, that you've done a really good job of, I think is allowing yourself to be inspired by others, not envious of others, which is really important. It says a lot about it. You see someone's doing something well and you secretly wish they wouldn't do so well. What that, what's really saying is you're telling yourself, you don't think you can do it, you know? So that's why I think it's important to, uh, uh, you know, be happy for other success. And hey, I'm who I've had plenty of times where I see on Facebook and and I see someone doing these amazing things, and I go, oh man, look at their, you know, I, I you know, it, it, instead of realizing, well, first off, that's just a snapshot. They've got their challenges as well, but be happy for them when it's going well, right? Because uh, it's uh, it's all relative, I guess. 
Well, hey, man, I appreciate uh, uh, I appreciate your friendship and and uh, uh, appreciate you spending time taking time out to be a part of this. And any any closing words of advice for uh, school owners out there? Stay humble, stay hungry, obviously, uh, work hard, but rest. I mean, yeah. the culture, the grind culture is trying to kill us all. We need to back off a little bit and relax. <laughs> So thank you for that. I was going to address that earlier when we were talking about working, you know, really long hours, right? Uh, uh, and and it's man, you got to pace yourself. You got to longer yeah. isn't better. It's like, and I've really learned that, uh, you know, over, you know, you you burn yourself out otherwise. You know, you can get a lot more. I've never been in the military, uh, but my understanding uh, is that if you're going to do a forced march where you've got to cover a lot of miles, you, you you march hard for 50 minutes and you take a 10 minute break. And in the long run, you get further. Right. And it's kind of like, we, we've got to do that. It's, it's really about working, working hard is important, but pacing yourself and working smart is equally important and taking time out to, you know, smell the roses, man. Yes, sir. I'm not on a rocket ship to my grave. Right. I'm not yeah. trying to get there as quickly as possible. I want to make sure I enjoy this now. This is a journey. It's not, it's, yep. it's not a, a car ride. I heard this analogy and you're going to love it. Uh, you know, imagine that, that, that your life is a, is a, a, it could be measured in a, in the length of a, of, of a rope. Okay. Or, and, uh, if it is doing this emotionally up and down, it doesn't cover a lot of distance, okay. but if it's smooth and keel, it goes further. If that makes any sense, the, the bottom line is stress can kill you. And I, I love that analogy. You know, you're going to happy people, people that are appreciative live longer, you know, and plus they have more fun along the way. Good. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, much respect. Thanks for being on the show and, and uh, we'll be in touch. See you soon. Are you a martial arts instructor looking to improve your teaching skills and build a strong team of future instructors? Well, look no further than the Satori Alliance an international association of martial arts instructors. Our mission is to positively impact the global martial arts community by establishing a shared level of martial arts instruction, professionalism, and continuous learning. With our instructor certification program, you'll gain the confidence, communication skills, and classroom management techniques to run a professional and well-run martial arts floor of any age group. We invite you to schedule a free consultation with one of our program directors who can evaluate your instructor team's size, schedule, and training content. We'll outline the Satori Alliance master steps that have helped build and maintain strong teams of instructors. To learn more about the Satori Alliance and schedule your free consultation, please visit our website at www.thesatorialliance.com slash podcast. That's S-A-T O-R-I-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E dot com slash podcast. Join our community of passionate martial arts instructors today. Thank you for tuning in today to our podcast. I hope you found it valuable and inspirational. To stay connected, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you go for your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a five-star review. And we really, uh, sincerely, I would appreciate some feedback. Your feedback helps us to create high-quality content that will help others in the future. If you'd like to follow me, you can go to Dave Kovar on Facebook or Hanchi Dave Kovar on Instagram. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you on next episode.